Welcome to the Herpreneur Lifestyle Show. I'm your host, Annette Lakovich. Join me as I bring you the most cutting edge, coolest people in the planet to help you live a bigger, fuller life as a female entrepreneur. More health, more wealth, more happiness as you continue to grow your extraordinary business. Now, let's go. Woman now attracting easy money. Wow. In your business, your relationships, you can have it. Your self-esteem with speaking another language. Hello and welcome back. This is week two of the Herpreneur Lifestyle Show and I must say I'm loving all the reviews that you guys are leaving. Thank you so much for supporting us. Um, This show really has two weeks to be able to get onto iTunes News and Noteworthy, so I really appreciate the reviews that you are leaving. Big shout out to some of you that have left a review. Kel Morgan, Christy Virtual, Panda, Zulu, Tanya Allen, Kate Miller, Twelfy, Shirley Leak Two K, and JD Forty Two. You guys, thank you so much for leaving a review. It means a lot to be able to help us get our word out there. If you have been listening along and you haven't yet left a review, please just don't be an eavesdropper. Be a supporter of the show. Put a review down. Help us get out to news and noteworthy. I tell you what, probably. There have been some really popular shows so far. I'm hoping some have been really life-changing. The biggest one I've had so far is from the hemp, Happy Hon- CBD hemp oil. Some of you guys have personally emailed me uh, to try and get who I've actually been using for the CBD oil. What I think I might do is on the blog post actually write the links there so you can jump on and, and have a look at some places where you can get that CBD oil. So let's get into the show. Today, I bring you Dee Carter, who is an investment mentor, speaker, and the founder of the Women's Money Forum. Now, you really get to know somebody working with them or as a client. Now, I've known Dee for years. She was an employee for one of my clients who was a large investment company and did sales training. She was the only one that didn't need the sales training. She was just incredible, just who she is as a person. And what I love is you really get to know people working with them or training them. And Dee's energy is just second to none. And you're going to hear that today on this interview. She just has this such vibrant energy, so present, so present in the moment of being able to truly help you grow. And she walks the talk in what she does. Dee has not only personally coached hundreds of men and women implementing their own investment portfolios uh, worth in excess now of $100 million in the past 11 years, plus she's been building her own wealth over the last 25 years, so has her own amazing investment portfolio. So Dee now is on a mission to bring more of this information at the fingertips of women who really want to become financially independent, have that security there. We really go into deep, deep, deep in the bowels of the belly of this one about women and money and how things are changing. When Dee is not out there educating on money, she is out there running a storm, being a marathon runner. She's devoted mum, a ballet dancer, a fitness fanatic, and her absolute passion is conscious abundance living. So let's bring Dee on. That's uh, short for Deanne, Deanne Carter. Thank you very much. It's so nice to be here, and I always love catching up with you. I know. We, we've had we've had actually Dee for Cashflow Candy, and we've got her back. And I tell you what, what I really love about you, Dee, is that you encapsulate everything that I love to have in my life. 
because you're a very cool business chick. <laughs> you love education and educating yourself with personal development, um, wealth mindset, and you're a healthy bitch too. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're everything that this show represents. So I know today we're going to be talking about women and money, um, though I know that you have a very holistic approach like I do with the, the business coaching. So um, I just love that part about you. And I never said that to you before. So oh, I love that about you. you. I really love that about oh, you. I think we resonate. Thank you. Yeah. We do. We do. Yeah. And we have resonated for many years because we first met from um, a client that I was working with who Dee was actually one of the contractors. So I did work with uh, Dee for many years and we, we hit it off straight away. So Dee, let's, oh, get into, let's get into what you're doing with women and how you change their lives. You said that your mission is really to help women have financial security and independence. Why mm. the heck are you so passionate about this? What What's inspired you or what's happened to sort of really? I, I first started my investment journey, really, if I think about it, as a 14-year-old. Wow. <laughs> it started way back then. I, uh, I'd put some money into a um, compounding interest account oh. and – interest of 14 years old i know it was a term deposit right wow but um but it and and it's a little bit embarrassing really because i had a massive um you know schoolgirl crush on my maths teacher back then i'm sure you went alone <laughs> was he hot or was he not was he like he was so hot he oh. was so hot <laughs> and so you know what does a schoolgirl do when she's got a crush on a teacher she tries to impress him by getting all the answers right so when it came to compound interest I paid lots of attention I got all of the answers correct uh, but you know theory is just one thing right it was the the fact that I was getting this practical experience at the same time of watching this term deposit compounding and I was like ah oh, that's pretty cool I'm getting money for nothing mm. um and then you and know the the and the chicks for free no <laughs> Sorry, I had to put that cliche line in for the, yeah. the song. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But, um, you know, also through that time I was watching my dad. He'd bought a rundown business. It happened to be a Mr. Whippy business. So, yes, I am officially the daughter of an ice cream man. Oh, wow. <laughs> but it was, a, it was a rundown business. He turned it around. It became a cash cow. And then with that he then started – uh, investing in uh, in property and not by any real um, with any real strategy around it. It was more by default, and it was because my sister and I had moved from the country to the city to go to uni. And Dad thought it'd be a great idea to buy a property for uh, for them to have a base when they came to visit us. So I, I all that modelling was sort of happening in the background from such an early age, and uh, I remember. It is huge. It is mm. huge. And I really was not cognizant of that mm -hmm. until around about 2009, working in the area of education around money and helping people um, with their investment strategies. So I was sitting with this family and there's this little girl, Hannah, she was six at the time, and uh, her parents were actually buying an investment property. And... Um, 
you know, I had a contract that had all of these sign here, ta- yellow tags on it, and she was kept looking at them. And I, so I engaged in this conversation with little Hannah and um, asked her if she knew what was going on. And I explained that mum and dad were buying a house. But it was the thing that her dad said that really struck a chord with me because he said, and when you grow up, it will be yours. And I thought, wow, that's pretty. Like I had that goosebump moment in that mm, moment. I've got on my legs now. Yeah. Mm. It was when I left that home and I thought, wow, that little girl's uh, life, the financial trajectory of that family has shifted mm-hmm. because of the decisions that her parents were making. Yeah. And it really then made me reflect on, well, how did I get to this point? And yeah, it was because, you know, I had a crush on my teacher. I watched my dad go through what he did and I had started um, investing in property as I just came out of uni, in, you know, back in 1989. So it was, for me, it was just this, normal, natural, common thing to do, but I was realising that it actually isn't common. Mm -hmm. It's not common at all because families don't talk about uh, what they should be doing with with their money. They're not teaching their kids how to work with money. Mm -hmm. And we don't get taught uh, this at school. No. So... And it's crazy. You know, it's... And this has been said for... This has been the conversation for years and I still don't think it's happening. Not that I know the school <laughs> curriculum inside and out, but I still don't think it's happening. Look, it, you know, it is, but it is being taught by people who have learnt from their parents. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right here, right now, you and I, you know, as as mums of, of children, um, you know, we're modelling to our kids yeah, a relationship with money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've the only platform that we have is what we've learnt from our parents mm-hmm. or what we've gone out and sourced for ourselves. Yeah. And And so for a lot of women, um, you know, they're modelling to their children a relationship about money that is not even theirs. It belongs to grandma from like the 1950s, -hmm. which Mm. is like the world is different now. So we have to shift. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We have to shift the way that we interface with money. Yeah. We really do. And that's what I'm really passionate yeah. about. And even with just a couple of things that you've said there that I want to t- touch on, the first one is the environment. There's been studies, uh, like study after study shows that, you know, when you're born you've got the DNA of your father and your mother in you um, and those things continually can come out as you get older. Mm. Though mm. what's even more important now is the environment that you're in and to be able to surround yourself in communities like, say, the Money Women's Forum or to be able to listen to stuff like this where you're continually filling up your own cup to educate yourself to move you forward. The other thing I want to touch on is what you're saying is we're talking about the hereditary of um, of property, where now more than ever before, these are the last what four decades that a woman is be a- is able to be able to create her own investments by herself, be able to support herself by herself. Not that I'm hating on men because I love men and love my no, my husband absolutely. and my, my boys. Um, <laughs> Though what you're saying is you're talking about the hereditary of the the mother using the, the grandmother's house, and now we've got the ability to be able to build it ourselves from scratch, 
and mm. more mm. and more. Mm. Um, so yeah, I love I love what you do and the the what your message is about. Can you tell me more about the stuff? Because you've got a, 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 a pretty different angle to the old school. And this is what I love. You bring a lot of the femininity <laughs> into money and investment. Yes. So can you take us there with really um, more about the financial decisions, not doing stuff as much with our head and more with our heart and how you actually work from that yeah. space? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I um, I think it, it, what just to come back to what you were talking about about our grandmas and you know the last uh, four decades, it's actually not that long ago that women had to ask their husbands mm. for a bank account. Wow. <laughs> I know. So we have made some progress, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, if you look at the, the framework, the financial framework, it has been, uh, it has been developed, it has been uh, nurtured, it has been built by men. Yeah. And, and like you, I, I love mm-hmm. my boys. I, I have one child and that's he's a son and I love my son. I love men. Um, but they have a different way of thinking, mm-hmm. they, and you know the research is actually even showing this in mm-hmm. terms of the way that they approach money. So men, and, and we all know as women what it's like. You know when our our men come home and we, you know, we want to share a story with them mm-hmm. and how they go into problem solving. Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. very logical. And so for years, you know, as women, we've been hearing this notion that you should make your dis- financial decisions with your head and not your heart and so masculine isn't it (laughs) it's so masculine and there is an element of truth in that but I think it's only a half truth Mm -hmm. Uh, because see the thing is is if we're not learning the strategy of money Mm -hmm. the uh, way to work with it invest it grow it um, then we, we we don't have the logical part sorted out. Mm. So, where you know, how do we make a decision with our head if we actually don't understand the strategy and the logic of it? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the ho- whole idea of making uh, decisions with your heart, generally that's come from a place of fear, greed, ego, or shame because yeah. we're looking at the logical part and we're going, oh, I think I should know this, but I don't, and now I feel shameful about it. Yeah. Or um, I feel fearful about it. I need to be doing something because I think I need to be doing something, but I don't know what to do. Yeah. So I'm sitting in a space of fear, and then yeah. you make the wrong decisions. Yeah, because it's the wrong place from the so, heart. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. But I think, you know, if if we, you know, if we look at women as the, the you know, I mean, we are inherently intuitive mm-hmm. and we know, you know, you, 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 and we, we have this experience of ourselves as intuitive beings, particularly as an example, right? When you're a mother, mm-hmm. you just you just know when there's something not right with your child, yeah, right? We well, you know. And yeah. how would it be if we could be that way with our money? Mm-hmm. And for me, I think for us to develop that level of intuitiveness around our money means that we be we can line up the logic mm-hmm. with our heart. Like yeah. what really makes our heart sing? 
what are the uh, you know what are the core values of why we want money what is it why is it so important to us to have mm. money what are the things that we want to do with that money mm. and if we've got that heart space sorted and we understand the strategy and the logic of money, then we're not operating from a place of fear, greed, shame, guilt, judgment. We can just sit in the space of being intuitive. Mm. Does this decision feel right? Is it aligned with my heart? So how do we make decisions around that? Is it just asking some questions consciously about that? Like what are some tips that you can give us to help us make decisions more with our heart than just the head? Well, I think the the foundation of that is actually really being clear about what it is that you want. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever come across uh, Greg McEwen's book? Um, uh, I think it's called Minimalism. Oh, uh, okay, now you've mentioned the name of the book, yes. Yeah, I think it's called Minimalism. And he, he talks about why is it that we buy stuff with money that we don't have or stuff that we don't really need Mm -hmm. with money that we don't have to impress people that we don't actually even really like or perhaps even know. It's so powerful. So So powerful, right? so powerful. Yeah. And, you know, it's we see, um, you know, people just accumulating stuff Mm -hmm. to feel better about themselves. And look, you know what? I, I love beautiful things as much as the next girl. I really do. <laughs> but it's and, – and I'm not saying that that's wrong by any stretch of the imagination. But um, if we're buying stuff to the compromise of the things that are really important to us mm-hmm. and, you know, one of the things that I've seen in working with so many women is one of the foundational core things that a woman looks for mm-hmm. is certainty and security. She mm-hmm. wants to know that she's got those things covered so she can look after her family. Mm. And and then we see, you know, people buying all this stuff that they don't really need and they're sacrificing their security and their certainty yeah. for their family. It's interesting. So it's really getting clear about what it is that you really want. Yeah. If mm. I can just go back to what you're saying with that because I feel the older I get when I'm more unhappy that's when I buy shit and it just doesn't fulfill you for long enough and when I'm really happy I just don't need it and I I do have this pattern on boxing day where Pete and I don't do presents anymore for Christmas all I just say is I'll go shopping I'll get something and for the last few Christmases I just haven't been able to get anything because I just can't fathom I always go I'm gonna get a new designer handbag (laughs) And I go, I just don't really love it that much. And I did buy one finally that now I do cherish, though it's not something that I will continually buy things to fill me up. And the learning Mm. now is when I have Braxton because all he wants to do is buy toys. And I hear myself lecturing him by saying, toys will not make you happy. And when I listen to that, I can hear this for myself as well. And I said to him, you will be happy, Braxton, for a day and then you're going Mm. to look for the next thing. You have to learn what fulfills you. And I know he doesn't understand any of that. It's just straight over his head. But the more I can get him to hear that, and it's great for me, 
to actually listen mm. to what I'm actually saying, mm. be aware of my own thoughts. Mm. Um, yeah. So I really get that because it can be addictive as well. Because I teach sales, we look at what happens when a customer buys and we get this hit of serotonin and we get this hit of, of dopamine and it's that that, that instant fulfillment. Um, but I love what you're saying is look what truly, truly fulfills you, which is what this whole show is all about, why I've done the Herpreneur yes. Show um, for lifestyle because it's about proper, proper fulfillment. So if I was mm. to ask you then um, why is it important now um, than ever before? Is it because there's a change in, in, in power now where women are able to start to lead the way and really put their footprint in the world? Is there another reason why you think it's really starting to take shape now? Look, I think that there's a couple of parts to this, uh, to this question because, um, and I'm going to sort of start at where we are now and, and look at where we've come from because, um, you know, evidence is everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> evidence tells you whether something's worked or not. Um, so if we look here right now at Australian society mm-hmm. and we look at um, – you know, the state of financial health of women in their 50s, 60s, 70s, they're not in a great, they're not in great shape. There are some who have done incredibly well because they've had assets Mm -hmm. through that period of time. But there are, there's also right under our noses, can you believe in Australia, there's a growing rate of homelessness amongst women, older women. Um, These are women who, um, you know, have not planned for their financial future. They they often weren't working through their, uh, you know, 20s, 30s, 40s because they were stay-at-home mums. They have no super. Mm -hmm. They um, have possibly put up with domestic violence Mm -hmm. and they get to a point where they go, I'm not putting up with this anymore or they're just generally unhappy and they're looking for something else. And, you know, they're often finding themselves where they're not set up financially. Yeah. And so we've got this um, this rate of, of seniors who are not in a financial place to be able to care for themselves. Mm. It's devastating, so, isn't it? It's- it is. It is horrific. Yeah. It is a national tragedy. Um, and But the thing is, is how did they get to this point? It's mm. all because of the decisions that have been made over the last 40, 50 years, right? Mm-hmm. So we're now at a critical point, I think, whereby the warning signs are there. If we as women now in our 20s, 30s, 40s are not Mm -hmm. thinking about how do we look after ourselves, we're just going to be in a worse state when we're at at age. So Mm -hmm. we've got time now to do things. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think the system hasn't worked um, and, um, you know, that's also evidenced by the gender pay gap, the retirement gap, um, you know, women are living longer. Uh, the whole world is changing. Now, so that's right here, right now. Yeah. And then we, if we look at um, what our children have got, mm-hmm. so our children are learning blueprints from us. Mm-hmm. 
um, which is based on grandma's blueprint that she's had. So that's not going to work. And our kids are also spending so much time in front of their devices, you know, they're connected to the devices. So what I see with that is, uh, you know, they're losing the art of communication. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) My rap song back in 2010. (laughs) It's like you're losing your communication. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or the verbal, you know, the verbal, the, the, the verbal, verbal, the connection, the emotional connection, be able to think on your feet and communicate. It's, yeah. yeah. And, but also because, and in fact, it was funny, I was watching this thing on Facebook this morning of all of these doofers watching their phones, doing stuff as they're walking and they're all falling into ponds and bumping into <laughs> poles and stuff. But because we're so connected this way, we're not actually even picking up on the social cues. We're not learning the subtleties of body language. Mm, So how do we expect our young children coming through to start interfacing with other humans and having deep, authentic, genuine, long-lasting relationships? You know, Mm -hmm. you buy something, you don't like it, you get rid of it, you get something new. So you'll just do the same in a relationship. Now, yeah. for women especially, Just delete, you know, friend. <laughs> it's that easy. <laughs> it's that easy. Right? <laughs> but Gosh. so, you know, a man is not a financial plan. Uh, women, and, and this is the same for men as well, of course, but, um, you know, for our young women, they need to be able to stand on their own two feet financially. Yeah. Yeah. And if they've got a, a meaningful relationship, um, that is, that is there, the finances is independent of that. The two are not, um, you know, they're not combined. Mm. They should be standalone, mm-hmm. you know, mutually exclusive. <laughs> mm. um, so I think, you know, we need to start changing the conversations about money. Yeah, That's the first thing. Um, and mm. so this is, you know, what we're doing with the Women's Money Forum is we're really, I mean, mindset is so important, but mindset will only get you so far. Yeah. But we're bridging between mindset, you know, what does your heart want, and then bringing in the strategy to it as well, yeah. that bridge. So tell us about the Women's Forum because I know um, the Women's Money Forum, you've got a gift um, for the listeners today. So tell us more about that. Look, the Women's Money Forum is really a space. It's a community. It's a collective for women to to come in and have real conversations about money mm-hmm. because it all starts with conversation. You know, we were talking earlier about um, communication, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it all has to start with conversation and the willingness to engage in conversation. Yeah. So my business partner and I, you know, between the two of us, we've got over you know, for 55 years of experience in the investment and financial worlds mm-hmm. in those arenas, working one-on-one with clients. And so we're bringing our expertise our experience in helping women navigate this pathway Mm. what do you want is it aligned with your with your heart um what have you got in terms of um cash flow so yeah we you know we talk about the spin of money yeah 
Yeah, cash and assets, super, all of those sorts mm-hmm. of things. So we talk about the spin of money because money is just an energy. You know, you've got money coming in, money going out, and it's spinning. Mm-hmm. It's either spinning for you or it's spinning against you. Yeah. It's looking at what have you got, how's it working, what do you want, what's the gap, how do we reverse engineer it with a plan, with a strategy, and it all starts with conversation and mm. a, a level of curiousness. So what's the gift that yeah, you've got yeah. for the guys today, for the, for the listeners? Yeah. So the membership is um, it's a monthly subscription to $27 a month, and uh, we would love for your ladies to come in and, and check it out. So we've given them a, a month free to, to come in and have a look. Wonderful. And, enga- and engage in the conversation and find out a, you know more about what they can be doing with their money. Oh, that's because there's there's just always things that you can do. Mm. There's always things that you can learn. There's women there that are ready to support you uh, and help you grow. Well, um, what I'll do is I'll put the link. The link will be in the show notes. So if you're listening to iTunes, you can just click the show notes and click the link. The link will be annettelackovich.com forward slash D. That's D-E. Uh, that's short for Deanne, Deanne Carter. So annettelackovich.com forward slash D. And what you can do is you can um, be able to get that access for the actual code that gives you a month free. Um, Dee, can we finish up with um, a piece of advice, piece of advice with about money, and it could be the same advice, about mm. money with the startup female entrepreneur to the, the women that's in the growth or the scaling stage? Okay, this is a really simple one. It's really, really simple. It's all about you. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if we're going into business, if we're scaling our business, if we're not even in business, we have a job uh, that we love, it doesn't really matter. It all comes back to you. Are you looking after you? Mm-hmm. And, um, and even though it's so basic, I just got the goosebumps because oh, it's so true. Seriously. And everything starts at fundamentals, right? It's like the basic shit is the stuff that makes the biggest shift. It's the biggest needle mover. Love it. Uh, I think you know, we're so trained to think it has mm-hmm. to be sexier, brighter, sparklier, more sophisticated, you know, look over there. It's a bright, shiny object. That's what yeah. we're chasing. Mm-hmm. Um it actually that that's when it comes to money money is not that mm-hmm. money is actually just this very simple energy mm-hmm. that we need to know how to work with and uh, it all comes back to not how much money you earn it's actually how much you can keep and then what do you do with it mm. so um, you know when I say it starts with you uh, if, if you've got a, a business then one of the things that I see so often with women in businesses they just keep throwing money into their business money into their business money into the business and they're not actually taking any money and keeping it for themselves their business is the vehicle Mm -hmm. um not them (laughs) the business is the slave not them Mm. so it's actually flipping it on the head the business is supposed to be supporting you not you supporting the business Mm. have to know what your numbers are doing Mm. Um, and if you don't know how to read your numbers then uh, there's there's some amazing women out there who are teaching um and and and, Mm. um and if you don't know how to read your numbers then uh, there's there's some amazing women out there who are 
teaching um, and, and, and certainly even in, within our community, we've, um, you know, it's about knowing what the numbers are telling yeah. you because they're telling you a story. The, that's so you exactly need to know it. what the story yeah. is. Yeah. It's, yeah, for, I've never been a big um, analytical person until I got into sales and sales training and then obviously into the business side of um, coaching. But mm. the one thing that I was actually taught from my mentor when I was 21 was to learn how to read the numbers because the numbers tell you a story. And the numbers just don't tell you a story in your business. For me, I look at the numbers in sales conversions because I'll see what Mm. the conversions are and I'll know exactly what's going on in your sales. And for me, with health, you can look at blood tests and the blood tests is a story of what's going on in your body. So the numbers, learning the numbers or getting somebody to help you work that out because that's where you can really Mm. see just the tiny little things that you can adjust could actually swing that that massive difference in results just by knowing what those numbers mean. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, I remember Tiny Robbins talking about playing golf and how just a one degree shift in the face in of the, the club, club yeah. head can make all the difference. And that's the that's the, the level of detail. And, <laughs> and you play you know, golf, don't you? Do I, you I do you play golf. golf. <laughs> Now, Dee, I know something about you that I did not realise. Oh, what was that? You're a ballet dancer? Oh, my God. Did you not know that? No. (laughs) Yes. So I did ballet from when I was three right through until I was 25. Like I did all, like all of my exams right to the advanced level, got my teacher diploma. I used to teach kids um, and then I gave it away and then it was always been one of those things in the background that there was just a part of me missing. Um, and, you know, it got fulfilled by step aerobics or <laughs> going to nightclubs or whatever. But just, you know, I was just um, through my 40s, like after I gave up my running, mm-hmm. I, I just felt like there was this, there was still something missing. So <laughs> I went back. My ballet teacher that I had in high school is still teaching. She looks wow. exactly the same. And I <laughs> rang her. Still got a good body. Yeah. <laughs> I rang her and I said, um, uh, have you got any um, seniors classes? And she said, yeah, 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 come down at such and such a time. So I rock up. This was me as a 46-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Ah, and how old, and how was, old, when you say a seniors class, I'm thinking seniors like the age of my, my, my parents. <laughs> So no, you no, just no, saying like, seniors like, like over 30. Class. Adults, yeah. No, adults class. Yeah, you know, an adults class. I thought class. then you were rocking Senior. up in your... So, <laughs> no. <laughs> seniors because that's like one of the, like when you get into the advanced levels, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you're, you're, you're part of the seniors group. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I rocked up and there was me, 46, and five year nine um, private school girls, 14-year-olds. Wow. That sounds like maybe pole dancing. <laughs> mm. And, you know, I was getting the whole sideways glance thing, you know. <laughs> Their mums are there looking at me going, what? And then as soon as the music started, because the syllabus is exactly the same, mm-hmm. as soon as the music started, 
the head knew exactly what to do. The body knew exactly what to do. I've kept all my flexibility. Yeah. You know, I'm still strong. Yeah. Uh, these are just young developing girls. I had it all over them. It was yeah. hilarious. Isn't that hilarious? Because I, and the reason why is I dance and yes. I stopped teaching um, when I was about 33. So I, yeah. I was, I obviously did um, group fitness aerobics, aerobics yeah. back then. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then I got back into it because I felt like something was missing. So I started to yeah. teach dance and then I stopped because I just kept being a very unreliable teacher because I kept getting calf injury after calf injury after calf injury. And I thought, right, I think I have to be a participant now because I'm just killing myself and I'm just wrecking my reputation yeah. of being reliable. And yeah. um, that calling again, like you're saying, mm-hmm. after I had Braxton, I was still exercising and doing all that stuff. But it's that same thing where I felt like something, this very strong part of me was missing and it was dancing. Yeah. And yeah. just like you, um, I rock up to, I had to go back to begin a poll and I was the oldest by 20 years. And then I went into another class. It's like a burlesque class, but it's a bit more advanced. Yeah, we do yeah, stands yeah, yeah, on yeah. chairs and we do crazy yeah, physical yeah. stuff. Um, very sexy as well. And yeah. I'm the youngest by 10 years. Oh, wow. Uh, isn't that interesting? Very interesting. Yeah. So, Deanne, tell me, what's the one thing that you do on a regular basis? Could be a daily basis, weekly basis that fills up your cup of happiness that no one else can do that for you except for that thing? What would that be? Oh, my heavens. It's and I can my imagine be a ballet. Lot. It is your ballet, is it? <laughs> it is. I love it. I love dancing. I love dancing. So, you know, well, put it this way. Every morning when I get up and I'm having breakfast, the Sonos goes on and I bring out all the, you know, 80s hits <laughs> and I'm daggy dancing in the kitchen. <laughs> well, you're getting the bread ready and getting the kids yeah, ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, the crazy singing. Yeah. It's really good to lift your vibrations. Absolutely. It's yeah, totally. Why would you not start with that at the start of the day? No, right? no. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, so mm. yeah, that's the start of the day, and then uh, yeah, and then midweek I uh, I go off to my ballet class, mm-hmm. <laughs> classical ballet. <laughs> Uh, which just, like, I just love it. I just love it. You know, it's me and a whole bunch of of kids um, because I'm the only one, you know, in my age group. So it, it's a class that ranges from 10-year-olds, there's some 12-year-olds, there's some 14-year-olds, and there's um, occasionally a, a, another woman in her 30s come. <laughs> but it's just so much fun. And I think I'm a real hoot. I think so too. Like this girl says to me, this is, I'm now moved up obviously the chain for pole, but she says to me, my gosh, I can't believe you're the same age as my my mum. Like she would never do this. You're really cool. And I went, yes, I am really cool. (laughs) I did not concentrate. I was the same age as her mum and she was like 19 or (laughs) I thought I'd look at the other thing. Yes, I'm very cool. So Dee, uh, how can everybody get to know you more? We've got that free gift, but if they'd love to learn more about what you do, where, where can they hang out with you and learn a bit more about you or the Women's Money Forum? 
Okay, fabulous. So they uh, they can go to the website, which is womensmoneyforum.com.au, or they can jump onto Facebook because that's where most women, I think, hang out, really, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook, uh, Women's Money Forum, or Deanne Carter. Um, I'd love to love to connect with your women through those uh, through those avenues. Wonderful. Thanks so much for your time today and sharing your brilliance, Dee. Oh, my pleasure, and it's so gorgeous, so gorgeous to be with you. <laughs> I hope you loved this show as much as I did with Deanne Carter and I hope it helped you a bunch. Now, what I would love for you to be able to help me be able to do is to get this show out there to as many women as possible to help them have a holistic lifestyle while building their business. So please, if you could take 30 seconds and write a review on iTunes, that would help me a bunch and help a stack of other women out there in business live a happier life. Until next time, I'll see you then.